Hey, slip, slide, tryna provide for me. For me. For me. Yes, 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 y'all. We are back. We are back. We are back. Welcome to another episode of Illegal Intellect. I'm your host, Q. Back in the building. Man, I'm going to tell y'all, man, I had the craziest weekend this week. And started off with, uh, I went to the Nashville outlets. Finally caught a deal, man. Something that I don't catch often, man. They had a size 13 shoe in the Nike outlet. A decent shoe that I like, man. I like the colorway, man. Twenty nine bucks, man. I can't, I can't remember the last time I paid twenty nine dollars for some shoes since I've been on this earth. But I'm gonna give a clap, clap for, for God pointing me in the right direction. And then uh, I end up going to the food court, and I, I'm, I'm sitting down at the table. I order some Mediterranean food. I, I can't remember the name of the restaurant, but man, my food was excellent. And but I'm sitting in the line and I see these dudes dressed up in like this uh, court gesture gear. Like one dude like had on like a, a like a velvet like robe and he had like a white powder wig on his head. And then he was standing next to another guy that kind of had, a, you know, just a, a good suit on. And, you know, I'm sitting there looking and I'm like, man, what's going on? And I look to my right. I see a dude recording with a video camera. I'm like, oh. These dudes must be YouTubers. And then let me pause on the story for that one because, you know, it's even like let me know, like, like now as we go out, like a, a new profession that like people have found is like creating content in creative ways in as many different ways as they can. And it's kind of crazy. Like I consume a lot of YouTube throughout the week and kind of just see like this actual in the flesh where it was like before you man i can't think of like when like youtube was the thing that everybody was trying to do or just going out seeing people recording for the sake of creating content i remember back in the days i used to have my little flip cam that my friends used to always like juggle me about but man that flip cam captured, captured so many memories for me I'm, i might release some going on in the future man when i decide to jump on the youtube and stop doing audio only but anyway back to the story i see a dude recording I'm like, oh, these dudes is YouTubers. I tell it to my roommate who went with me. And I see them going to Popeye's. The dude with the powder wig on had a gavel in his hand. And he, he just banged on the, the counter and was like, order in the food court, like super loud. And at that point, I couldn't really hear what he was saying uh, to the workers at Popeye's. But I just seen like the workers pull their phones out and just start recording them as in like they can't believe, I guess, whatever's happening. And they they leave Popeyes and they end up like, you know, taking a look around and then they come and sit down by me and my roommate. And they like, uh, have you guys ever been on food court before? And I'm like, nah, never. So they was like, all right, well, I'm going to judge whether your food is good or not. And they start off with like the whole spiel. Like if you can't afford a lawyer, uh, the court will appoint one to you. So the other guy that was dressed up in a suit ended up being the lawyer for me and my roommate. And the guy goes, well, we're going to need some. Ev-. Well, no, he asks us a question first. He goes, how, how would you how would you rate the food or how was the food and the experience? I was like, man, the food was good, hands down. And they kind of asked us what restaurant we got it from, pointing right to the restaurant. Then they're like, you know, we're going to need some evidence uh, so to make the case for you guys. And 
I'm basically like, well, we almost done eating. We we almost got like empty containers. And they was like, oh, that's kind of more so like hearsay. We don't know how your containers got empty. We weren't here for that process. You know what? But uh, we're going to have to taste your food. And, you know, I'm kind of thinking, man, that sounds kind of crazy. And uh, but anyway, they like, but we're willing to pr- propose a, a trade. So we'll trade you a chicken strip from Popeye's just to taste your food. Mind you. Popeye's is one of my favorite places of all time. Side note, I don't know if they're still doing this, but Popeye's was selling chicken for 59 cents. Get there if you ain't got none. But anyway, so I'm thinking it's a no-brainer because, you know, I got, like, some some of my food that, like, just overflowed because, you know, I had a good good helping portion of food. And, you know, I did get some forks. I didn't know it was going to be on the show, like I said. So I kind of gave them a fork to let him taste the food and then I get a Popeye's chicken strip and he goes, you know what? I'm not even going to lie. This food is good. I'm not even being biased. The, 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 the steak and the lamb is holding up way better than this chicken tender is. And I declare this case closed. And then he gets up and screams in a full court, you know, you know, something. I don't, I forgot what he screamed, but, and they kind of just think this would be on the show and they kind of walked off. And I was just thinking like, Man, that's crazy to think, like, maybe, and then I could be assuming that they was YouTubers, I don't really know if this, what what this is for or not, but I'm hoping, like, one day through, like, a YouTube search that I end up finding this channel, and I'm seeing myself on YouTube, and that be pretty crazy, bro, but I never thought that would happen as I was, you know, just taking a, a trip to just go get some clothes and things like that, but, you know, without further ado, man, we're gonna get into the topic today, man, and as many of you know, man, Father's Day is this Sunday, and I did do an episode, you know, where I talked about celebrating the love and how, you know, men got to take, you know, more time to get out there and really celebrate themselves, man, and, and be proud of who they are and, and what they've achieved. And, you know, and even if it's some things that they may be wanting in this life, man, just, you know, go out and ask for them, man, because a woman is out here asking when it's day days, man, and. You know, first I want to clap it up to, you know, all the fathers that's out there. And uh, even, like, once again, when holidays like this, man, people that, you know, may not, you know, know their father, have lost their father, things like that. My heart goes out to y'all, man. But uh, even give a round of applause for maybe some people that stepped up and been some fathers with some other people, you know, just on the strength of just trying to be a good human being. But uh, I want to take the time to use this episode to – to one dedicate, you know, to my own father. And, you know, I've been sitting here reflecting on a lot of things. And like one of the thoughts that always comes up in my mind is like, you know, people always was telling me like as I was growing up, like, you know, I'm I'm so much like my father. I'm so much so much like my father. And you know, to a degree, like, you know, I you couldn't really un- I couldn't really understand it for myself when I was young, but you know, as I've gotten older in this life, I realized there are, like, a lot, a lot of similarities between me and my father. And one of the funniest ones that I could think of, I remember uh, when I turned, I turned 13, and this is back when, like, people still had house phones, man. And the, the funniest thing about house phones is they say uh, people have house phones uh, to give to people that they don't want to talk to so they don't answer. Or, you know, for bill collector purposes, man. And I just remember, like, a couple times, like, family members had called, like, our house phone. our house phone, And, you know, I picked up. And, you know, my voice had finally gotten, like, deep enough, you know, to where, like, you know, I was 
becoming like you know a young man you know starting puberty and things like that and i would kind of pick up the phone and like change my voice a little, just a little deeper just go down an octave and start pretending like i was my dad and just let my family members continue with these crazy conversations well let me not say crazy but just carrying on like i was my dad and i'll just be like no i'm he's not here right now and then you know my family would be like boy stop playing on the phone or you sound just like your daddy so i just thought that was funny but um even in this, I want to say, like, there's there's a lot of lessons that, that my father, you know, has taught me. And, you know, I remember, like, when I was young, like, one of the movies that resonated with me uh, the most was uh, Boys in the Hood. And for those not familiar with this movie, like, you know, it starts off, the main character is Trey. You know, he's, like, living with his mom. And then, you know, his mom kind of decides, like, when, like, Trey kind of misbehaves in class, you know that. You know, he needs to go live with his father based off an agreement he, he made in a, a paper, an essay that he wrote. And, you know, he goes on to get dropped off by his mom and then the mom and the dad have a conversation. And it's Angela Bass and Lawrence Fishburne. And Angela Bass's character says, you, you know, I can't teach him how to be a man. And I can honestly say that, like, you know, for me, why I resonate with that so much is because, like, I, uh, I kind of alluded to in, like, some some other episodes. You know, when I was 11, you know, I got the opportunity to go live with my dad, you know, full time. You know, at the time, just like training a movie, you know, I didn't understand all the rules in the beginning. And it was a lot of it was a lot of things that was different that I had to adapt to. And I would say a little bit more, you know, structure and, and guidance that I that I kind of wasn't privy to. When, you know, I was just living with my mom just as far as just certain certain rules that applied in the house as far as, you know, like, you know, like doing chores, like mandatorily as far as like cleaning the kitchen, taking out the trash and, uh, you know, cleaning the floors and bathrooms. Like that was just something like, I guess, between me and my mom that kind of just happened willy nilly. My mom mainly did that stuff, though, as I was a kid, I kind of just more so did it for fun. And I definitely don't remember taking the trash out you know, until I went to live with my dad. And uh, obviously, I live with my siblings, too, and then other things like uh, no video games, you know, on school nights, only on weekends. And like I said, this, even like with that movie, Boys in the Hood, I referenced as far as like it being a rated R movie. Uh, I, you know, my mom, like, just pretty much, like, let me watch, like, a lot of movies. I'm a movie buff, but it was like at my dad's house, it was just like, you know, anything over PG-13, you know, it's for adults only or sometimes if you watch a movie that maybe got like, you know, has some nudity or something like that, you know, just like, you know, got, you know, shelter from things like that when I live with my dad. And, you know, it was during those early years, you know, I'm trying to like figure out like how this is supposed to play out, you know, that I found myself in like, you know, a couple of difficult situations because even then, like there's a couple of times I can say, you know, where I might have acted out or, you know. You know, just even in just acting out of my emotions, man, where, you know, I caused myself, you know, to have to be disciplined like like a couple times. And, you know, even I, sometimes, you know, you look back on things and you start thinking like, man, I can understand how coming from a kid, like some of this stuff sounds crazy. And especially like me being in middle school, it seemed like all the crazy stuff would happen to me. Like I remember, you know, one time, you know, I was, I was in middle school. And this girl, I, w I walked up to this girl, 
And I asked her, you know, for a dollar. And then, you know, her friend kind of, you know, just got smart with me and was like, why are you asking for, for a dollar and all this other stuff? I'm like, man, I'm not even talking to you. So, you know, you just back up. And, you know, I had this uh, pizza in my hand, man. And for those that know, man, back in them days, man, school lunch was very serious. And not to mention, man, this was in the days where, you know, I was done getting free lunch and reduced lunch now that I was living with my dad and my stepmom, man. My lunch had to be paid for. So, and even with that being said, I ran to the school school lunch line all the time to get the first slice of pizza. So I had a fresh slice of pizza in my hand, and the girl proceeds to try to kick me in my chin, and she missed, and then she attempts to kick again, and she kicks my plate that has my pizza in my hand out of my hand. And my pizza falls on the ground, and I'm just like, you know, why would you do that? And I'm kind of, like, upset. But not upset in like a rage. I'm just like, you know what? Forget this. You know, I picked that piece up and I flung the pizza at the girl. And she had on like an all, she had an all white jacket on. And that piece of just grease, what are the grease and everything just slid down the jacket. And, you know, she kind of just dispersed or whatever. And I kind of went on about my business. So next thing I know, I'm getting a, you know, call into the office, you know, and I go to the office and they saying, um, you know, that I, you know, did I throw a piece of pizza at her in the whole nine? I'm like, yeah, I, th I threw a piece of pizza at her because uh, she tried to kick me and then she kicked the pizza out of my hand. You know, my parents, you know, work hard for me to be able to have lunch and I couldn't eat lunch. And at first I think she was thinking I was just going to get detention. But, you know, I ended up kind of just saying, well, I think she need to get detention, too, because she kicked me. Well, kick the pizza out of my hand. So they're like, all right, we're going to have detention at lunch anyway. And, you know, they got to write up the whole nine. And then I kind of, I remember asking this question vividly. I said, you know, are my parents going to know about this? And it was like, yeah, they're going to send something in the mail or notify my parents that I got detention. So I think nothing of it. I served with detention for like three days during lunch, you know, that the rest of that school week. And then next thing I know, next week goes by, you know, I'm sitting down doing doing some homework or pretending to probably do some homework that I probably already had done, but I was just sitting there at the table at the time. No, I was working on a uh, science project, matter of fact. You know, and then my dad, you know, he walks up to me. He's like, so, you know, uh, how was school today? I'm like, oh, school was good. You know, same old, same old. And then my dad is like, uh, anything interesting happened today? I'm like, no, I, I can't think of nothing. And then he goes... You can't think of nothing. I'm like, no, I can't. I can't think of nothing that happened at school. And he's like, oh, so you you can't think of the fact that you got detention at school, huh? And I was like, no, nah, I didn't. I didn't have detention today. Mind you, I'm not thinking anything about what happened last week. I'm done with last week. <laughs> but he's like, you didn't think of anything. I'm like, no, nah, I can't. I, I didn't have detention. And then my dad was like, I'm going to tell you one time. You got one time to tell me the truth, boy. I'm like, I'm telling you the truth. Like, nothing happened. And he was like, so why is the school letting me know that you had detention? And then, you know, I go in and tell him the same story that I told y'all. My dad's like, what, boy? That don't even make sense. Why would somebody kick you because you asked her friend for a dollar? And I was like, I don't know. I'm confused, too. You know, and then my dad was just like, stop lying. I'm like, man, I've told my dad I'm not lying. And then. I was like, no, I had the detention already. They told me they was going to notify y'all. So that's why I didn't say anything because they said they would notify you that I had detention. And kind of went on about my business. But, uh, 
I even remember just kind of just even just stuff like that. Like I said, man, where it was just like, I I think I kind of just learned there, man. Like, you know, honesty right there for me. I shouldn't say right there, but going forward is like always going to be like the best policy as far as like whether I'm going to get in trouble or not get in trouble, man. It's just letting the truth be known, man. And I just remember like a lot of those moments like that uh, kept me out of doing like a lot of crazy things you know, in my, my youth, even as far as, like, I remember, you know, one time, man, when I stole my first movie at Edwards Theaters, man, and I remember just thinking, man, like, man, if I get caught sneaking into this rated R movie, man, my dad, man, gonna not let me go outside, like, ever again, man, and I didn't end up getting caught, man, but I think, like, a couple of days later, I went and explained to my dad, but the movie I went and stole was District 9. It wasn't even that deep. I don't even know why the movie was rated, rated R. But anyway, just like a lot of a lot of respect that I have for my dad that actually like kept me out of a lot of trouble, even kind of like where I find myself at now, where it's like I remember when I was in high school, a lot of kids found themselves like wanting to cuss and talk crazy because their parents wasn't around. And I remember like getting laughed at you know, or kind of, like, ridiculed almost, like, oh, you don't cuss, like, you don't say nothing, like, nah, I was just telling people, if I wasn't saying in front of my parents, and I don't see, like, why I gotta say it here, like, that just seemed, just seemed crazy to me, seemed unauthentic, and I definitely was one of the people that didn't like doing what everybody was doing, and, you know, I think a lot of that, like I said, comes to, like, like, me and my dad, or even just, like, I know my dad is, like, from New York, and uh, he came to you know, California under some very, very extreme circumstances, like pertaining to, you know, his, you know, his personal life, you know, and I just think even from that, like, you know, some of the stories I've heard about my dad is like, my dad just did his own thing. And even now, like my dad doesn't, my dad doesn't even sound like he's from California. He still sound like he's from New York. And even sometimes just having a lot of talks about music, like my, my dad just holds like New York music, like all New Yorkers, like, like, as, like, the holy grail of hip-hop, like, they started it, they invented it, and all this other stuff, nobody's gonna be better than them, they the real lyricists, and all this stuff, and even, like, some of that is why I think even musically, like, you know, I would say, like, I'm I'm very real-rounded when it comes to, like, a lot of different genres, as far as not just being, like, West Coast biased, man, but more importantly, I even think what I want to touch on, too, is, like, uh, even, like, like how I got my name, even though I haven't shared my real name on this podcast. But uh, I know early on, you know, my dad, uh, he was good. He was good at football, and he had a couple of D1 offers when he got out of high school. And um, one of the schools that he wanted to go to, they wanted to redshirt him, and they wanted him to change his position. And at the time, my dad didn't really understand what all that meant outside of, like, he wasn't going to get to play college football like his freshman year. So he decided, you know, he, he wasn't going to go to college, and he was living with his grandparents. And, you know, they didn't really understand what was going on either. And, you know, it was just, you know, back in them days where it was like, you know, you're going to work or you're going to go to school. So, you know, I just think, like, my dad just went off to the military. And, you know, in the military, you know, my dad, I think he fought in the, the Panama campaign, and I don't know too many stories about that, but I just know, like, probably later on, my dad was explaining to me, like, you know, because, like, that them situations were so serious, he decided that he would, uh, you know, 
take on a religion. And my dad ended up uh, joining the Nation of Islam. And I I even think there, like, my dad uh, had, had a Muslim name at the time, like, when he joined the nation. And his thing with the Nation of Islam was just, like, you know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't understand why they couldn't read the Quran like that. And the Quran is supposed to be what they live by and kind of just sitting up there listening to what, you know, Muhammad was saying. And he found himself, like, being inspired by Malcolm X's biography, and he went on to complete the full pilgrimage and traveled to Mecca. And, you know, I, I even kind of think, like, between, like, that, you know what I'm saying? That's that's how I end up, like, him, him and my mom picking my name out of a, a Muslim baby book. And even to this day, it's, like, a lot of Muslim people, like, you know, they hear my name, like, they understand immediately. And, and it's not even just, like, you know, black Muslims, like, even... You know, Middle Eastern Muslims or what? I guess Arabic Muslims too. Like, like when they hear my name, like they know it exactly. And you know, it's kind of crazy, just like how powerful a name is. And um, but it was in this process. I think my dad was mentioning to me, you know, that in the Quran, like it mentions, you know, Jesus. And if I'm not mistaken, Jesus' name is Isa, inside the the Quran, and you know, my dad had I grew up uh, African Methodist, if I'm not mistaken, living with his grandparents. So he he heard of Jesus before knew who Jesus was, and you know he was kind of thinking to himself like, mm, in the Quran, like Jesus was known as the the miracle prophet, and he was thinking to himself was well, like Jesus' only job was to perform miracles in his ministry field. So he felt like he wanted to learn more about Jesus, and the only place that he himself could learn the most about jesus he it was like in the bible so he went and read the bible and ended up converting himself to christianity and you know i would say like that's obviously like i think one of the biggest accomplishments in my dad's life and then i would say like a lot of that is like very very similar you know to to my own journey because now even growing up you know my dad was a minister even when i was living with my dad from the age of like three years old like I was with my dad at church every Sunday, and then even when he got married, like, I definitely was in church, and then when they moved to the suburbs and really started, like, getting, like, further involved in church, and, you know, I started partaking in some ministries, and even the thing, like, the church, you know, it's my, my first inclination of, like, really, like, kind of getting some, some deeper morality about myself and introduced me to different things as far as, like, working with the AV team, where... You know, if I wasn't like, you know, working the cameras for services or like building CDs for revivals with the audio and stuff like that, which even my dad used to be like, because they let you get like a copy of like any like sermon you wanted, you know, whenever you worked or whatever, you know. So, you know, sometimes that's how like I'll be getting these copies because my dad would uh, want some of these uh, sermons. And uh, I just remember it's crazy, man, just. Uh, going uh, going off to college, fast forwarding is kind of, and I remember thinking like, you know, I wouldn't tell nobody this, but uh, I've shared this in another episode. You know, I, w I was done going to church. I, w I decided I wasn't going to go to church no more, and it wasn't really for me. And I remember, you know, my dad so would be calling and being like, you know, am I looking for a church or how is that going? And I'd just be lying, acting like I was, you know, looking for a church, you know, knowing good well, you know, I was just going to go hoop go to well go to brunch then i was gonna hoop 
and that's that was my goal like every Sunday anyway because you know I was trying to train anyway so I could you know possibly walk on and you know I finally had the epiphany where it's like man college just you know got boring real quick and I was like I need more and I kind of like you know I prayed to God and I asked him man it just just helped me and you know I end up uh going to these studies getting baptized for myself and like really having a deeper understanding based off reading the Bible for myself, you know, and, you know, I found myself just like thinking like, you know, this is like, like similar to, you know, my father, you know, who just, you know, went off to like, you know, countries that he didn't know and like for, you know, his safety, like clung to one religion, but then ultimately end up like through like some, some deeper understanding inside the Bible for itself, you know, you know, was able was able to, you know, do something that would, you know, lead to, you know, the family following along through him taking that step. And if I'm not mistaken, they even say like a lot of times in Christianity, like when the when the father does convert over more than likely, like the rest of the family will convert over compared to like nowadays, where they, you know, most churches are filled with a lot of women where the women can like convert and believe in Jesus. But you know, the, if she does have any children, you know, they might not, they might not convert as often as they do if the father does, whereas the whole family goes with the father. But, um, even in just thinking like, you know, how I was talking about in another episode where, you know, they're saying like, you know, negative traumas, like follow like based off genetics, you know, I guess subconsciously or whatever. But, you know, I think that means that the positive ones have to follow as well. And I think even, you know, the fact that my my dad has explained to me like plenty of times, like, you know, it wasn't really no rule book or no code on like how to do a lot of the stuff that he was doing or having to deal with. But, you know, it just found his way trying to do the best he could to figure like a lot of things out on his own. And I just feel like like some of that, you know, it was in me because I just decided to go to college in Alabama out of nowhere just to see what I was made of, what kind of man I could become. And, you know, you know, I look at my life now and I think like, man, like it's it's really something I couldn't imagine as being great. And I think back to some of my younger days, man, where, you know, like I said a lot of that worth ethic was built, you know, when, <laughs> man, when I didn't want to be doing no work, man, like. In my youth, man, I didn't want to do no work at all. And I will say, like, still to this day, some of it was, like, a bit extreme. But, you know, that extremeness, that early on in my life makes a lot of stuff way, 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 way easier for me. And, you know, I'm just one of those people that, I, you know, once, I'm, once I start doing something, I'm just going to see it all the way through. And I'm just determined to, to you know, just to get it done, just to get it out the way because, you know, somebody's going to have to do it regardless. And especially pretending to my own life, man, it's just like, it just helped me realize, you know, that, you know, hard work actually does go a long way, man. And, and people actually do, like, see, like, the benefits of it. And, you know, a lot of times, I you know, I think back to those days, you know, where I used to kind of just be like, man, this, this seems just like, you know, a little bit, a li man just a little bit like like why am I the one like working so hard and kind of everybody is getting it like so easy and you know I just you know I said to myself now it's just like 
Like, you know, it was just it was just meant for me. It was just meant to be. It was meant to be that way, man. And just thinking that, you know, sometimes like people don't have somebody on them hard enough and their life reflects that. And, you know, I, I think that's probably one of the things that I would say that I probably couldn't thank my dad for probably enough. And thinking that even like he was on me enough to where like I realized like, you know, I can't, you know, I can't play around with certain things. And, you know, there's been some times, where, you know, me and my dad, you know, have been at odds about things like given how certain things transpire. But, you know, I let my dad know, like, you know, I always love him. I always respect him. And it's pretty much nothing that's going to change like those two things like right there, like ever. And, you know, I don't even want to do the same thing like I did with my mom with the Mother's Day man and just use this episode, use my platform to just, you know, you know, highlight my dad and just like letting it be known, you know, just said, man, just try to do the best that he could do, man. And, and not really even having like, you know, somebody, you know, really kind of, you know, show him like how this whole thing is supposed to work. Even as far as, you know, you know, my dad, you know, having like other children and things like that, just, you know, really just trying to do the best he can, you know, with the way he's been dealt. And, you know, I, you know, a lot of people come up to me and, you know, just a lot of the stuff that they they appreciate me for, you know, I know it was because, of, like I said, man, that day when I moved and I started getting this structure, I started getting this guidance, man, a lot of stuff started making sense, man, even as far as, like, you know, my dad used to always say, you know, being a military guy, you know, if you're on time, you're late. And if you're early, you're on time. And I'm not going to pretend like I'm always early most places, but for the most part, you know, I'm, I'm, man, I'm always doing my best to at least be like, you know, a few minutes early. That way, you know, I always got time, you know, just in case something happens, man, or even a lot of days, man, trying to think through some of these topics, you know, ahead of time so that, that way I'm prepared when I show up or even sometimes when it's come to me, you know, just, you know, teaching some Bible classes and getting the opportunities to preach just like my father. I've seen him do like countless times and, you know, it's been it's been great to just kind of see some of that stuff growing up. And I even think back to, you know, when I actually was in California during the pandemic. Or was it the pandemic yet? You know, actually, no, it probably wasn't the pandemic yet, but I did have an opportunity to preach, and it was great to be back home, and my dad, you know, got to be in the building, you know, where I was preaching. And it was just it's just kind of crazy, man, just how these things just come full circle. And I remember, man, you know, for the longest, you know, I said on one of my episodes, you know, like, of you know, the fear episode, man, I, you know, I was doing a lot. I didn't want to, I didn't want to be like my dad, man, but. You know, I realized, man, you know, for the most part, man, all of it's not it's not that bad. And it was just meant to be. It's even almost kind of like the way I look at my dad and myself is kind of like the multiverse where it's like an alternate reality. is just like, you know, you, I'm just kind of my dad just given another opportunity just to make a little bit different decisions with the foreknowledge that he that he's had and tried to pass on to me. And uh you know, like I said, man, I thank God, praise God, man, for for all that stuff that's still happening, man. And I hope everybody out there, you know, has a good Father's Day. 
you know, all the fathers feel appreciated, even the uncles out there that's been fathers to people, you know, even other people, man, that that may not even have like these these blood ties, man, but they have just like poured on to poured into you and been mentors to you. Like there's countless men, you know, even my own mentor, other people that was mentoring me, you know, through my journey who man just instilled like some 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 great character in me and some value in me and seeing that, you know, like you know, I was worth their time and that it was it was a good investment, man. And, you know, I know for a fact, man, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be where I'm at either today, man, if it wasn't for these men. But especially even, you know, my father, man, just I wouldn't be here, man. I wouldn't be the man that I am and, you know, conducted my life the way that I conduct my life. And I'm just I'm very I'm very, very thankful. I'm very thankful. And, you know, and, you know, without further ado, man, I'm going to get to wrapping this up, man. Y'all enjoy yourselves. Don't let y'all dads and uncles do all the barbecuing if y'all got to, cause y'all ain't got the grills, the grill skills or anything. Man, get some catered. You know, get they get their favorite meal. Some man, just whatever you can to show your appreciation. Man, y'all enjoy yourselves. Peace. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah.